Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thank you again for joining me today. I want to continue talking about being courageous in our faith and, and talking about, you know, I was talking about being consistent in our finances and how we got a battle in our lives. The enemy tries to take us, take us out of out of thinking about God and honoring God first in our lives. And and yesterday I closed with telling the story of David and Goliath, which ever, most everybody knows. Even if you're not a churchgoer, you probably heard about David and Goliath and how little David was so courageous. When everybody else is afraid of the Goliath, nobody else wanted to fight him. Not a man, not these strong men with armor and this and that wanted to fight Goliath. But David took him on because his faith was in God, our Heavenly Father, May our faith be in Almighty God. May we put our faith in you, our trust in you, that you would lead us, you'd give us courage, courage to handle the things that come our way, courage to handle the difficult times that we face, and know that you are with us and that you said you'd never leave us nor forsake us, and that you would be with us always, even till the end of time. And God, be with us. Help us to be courageous, to stand up for you, And Lord, be with today as I share that you would just anoint what is being said and people would hear from you, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Abraham Lincoln said this, a man with courage makes a majority. A man with courage makes a majority. In my one of my state house prayers this last week, I did a quote by Abraham Lincoln and talked about what he more than anything else, if we don't have faith in God, you know, we're going to be in trouble. And it was a great quote I used with the Psalm 66. And it was, uh, it, it went really well because God wants people to follow him. I'm sure Abraham Lincoln wasn't a perfect man. And I know some people say he wasn't even as religious as some people say, but I know he, his Bible's important to him. And I know that, uh, that he said many, many things about trusting God. But somehow, someone once truly you know, it's it's nice to know that people stand up for right principles. In our lives, we fail to confront issues because it's not the right time. He who waits for perfect time loses. Yes, he who waits for a perfect time to lose uh, loses. I know my daughter, we used to always talk about this kind of thing. And, well, Dad, I'll do it later. I'll do it later and procrastinate. And I'm the same way. She probably learned that from me. Her mother is not that way. Her mother is tremendous in organizing, gets things done, and she's on the she's on the ball. And my daughter, she's on the ball, but she just takes her a little while to get going. And me, I just I kind of do what I do and trust God and to lead me. And and I'm trying to get better, trying to be more uh, disciplined in my in some of my ways and in some of my organization. And so, but I'm getting a little old, so I don't know if I, it's going to take a while to get past all this. No, I can do it, and I'm doing it. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant, the Word of God says in Ecclesiastes. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. Oh, it's going to rain. I'm not going to harvest. You know, they have all sorts of excuses. And folks, folks, most things never happen for this very reason. I've talked to people who say they want to come to church. I've talked to people many times. I want to come to church, but first I want to get my lives together. I got to get the sin out of my life. Wrong. You come to church and allow God to help you through your issues. Allow pastors to pray for you. The other day I was 
I was uh, in the page room with the, with, with uh, one of the pages she was studying and and very concerned about passing her test and and that she just hadn't spent the time studying she needed to. And so I prayed with her. I said, Lord, just give her wisdom. She's a great Christian young lady. I said, give her wisdom to be able to pass this test because it costs like $150 every time you take it or something. And so she was diligently and she was worrying about it. And I, I don't know what the results was, but I pray that God is with her because, like I said, she's not afraid to stand up for the Lord. And I love when I see kids, 18, 19-year-old, that are not afraid, not ashamed of God. And she certainly wasn't. But if you wait for the right time to come to the Lord or deal with things that need to be dealt with, things will only get worse and not better. I'm telling you, it's time to get get to church, be around some Christian people, get involved in small groups, talk to your pastors. We got I got a great bunch of pastors at church that you could talk to anytime. Pastor Allen would meet with anybody anytime, and I would too. And we have several others. You know, we just we just need to get life together. Be like David. Step out in faith and make a decision, believing that God will bless it because you are standing up for what is right. Stand up for what is right. Stand up for God's truth. Many of us were hammered in with our Christian parents that have Christian parents growing up. Make good decisions. Stand up for what is right. I even use some of the quotes sometimes at legislature about standing up for right, making great decisions. What are the Goliaths in your life? Well, here's a big one. How about attitudes? Something I struggle with from time to time. We are right. Everybody else is wrong. Some people have that attitude. We've always got to be right. We have a right and everyone else has it wrong. Stop and take a look at your attitude. What does it represent? What are you standing up for? Is it the principles of God or is it your own ingrown principles that God is not a part of? Many people's attitudes keep them from being everything God has called them to be. The second Goliath in your life could be anger. We let anger get a hold of us and literally destroy our lives. Issues come up we don't agree with. We fly off the wall. We don't ask God for grace to help us. We just let our emotions tell us. We all need to read Proverbs very carefully and listen to what the Goliath I'm talking about anger here, will do to us until we let God have it. Then there is a Goliath of past actions. How many of us have not let go of past actions? That we hold on to the past, always bringing them up, letting them the way heavy on our lives. I deal with people all the time with that. They cannot let the sins of their past go. The Bible says we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every single cotton-picking one of us has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We have to release that to God. He forgives your sin. He puts it in a sea of forgetfulness. He's not going to remember it anymore, but we just keep bringing it up. And we wonder why we're having anxiety issues. We wonder why we question our faith. Stop questioning your faith. Give it to God. In fact, I'm going to make a, I'm going to say a prayer right now because I think some of you listening know exactly what I'm talking about. We're going to give it to God right this moment. Our Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I give you these past things that plague us, that are on our minds, that we think about all the time. Lord, we have asked forgiveness, and you have forgiven us. You have 
put it away as far as the east is from the west. And God, I pray right now that as I pray, people are releasing that past issue to you. And Lord, they could start looking ahead to what you have for them because you remember it no more. Thank you for hearing us, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So what we have to do, we have to let go and let God. Let God. God is taking care of it. You don't have to keep going in the closet to the closet and bringing those things up and only remind us of the scars we have today. But today you need to release your past to God and get that Goliath off your chest so you can allow God to work in you like he desires. He wants to work in you. He desires to be near you. He desires to have that relationship like David. David walked with God and David slipped up. David certainly slipped up. And then it was a nasty sin. Sins aren't way, but it was a sin of adultery, a sin of murder. It was a horrible sin. But our God is big enough to take care of any of those sins. And he took care of David's. He wasn't pleased with David. God is never pleased with sin. He's not pleased with your sin or my sin. But he is anxious to forgive us and to give us a clean slate to start over again. I am so thankful for that in my life. I'm so thankful for that in your life. You know, because there's sometimes we make poor decisions. Every one of us in our lives have made a poor decision. Don't tell me you haven't of some sort. And, uh, you know, and if you haven't turned it around, it is time to turn it around today. God is anxious to hear from you. God wants you to be honest with him. If you get nothing else out of today, start being honest with your heavenly father. Start right now. I am telling you, it is a life-changing situation. Your current situation may not be that good, but God is anxious for you to give it to him. He's willing to help you through it and to give you courage to tackle every situation that comes your way. Remember, the Bible tells us to stay alert and to be courageous. What I, what I used a scripture earlier about, stay alert, know what's going on around you. And then when you know that you have to stand up for something, be courageous to do it. Don't worry about what your family thinks, that what your friends think, or somebody's going to think you're too holy or too godly. You want to be holy. You want to be godly. You would rather be ridiculed for that than ridiculed by Almighty God for by living in sin. Whatever you're dealing with right now, whether it be an attitude or an anger issue or an area of your spiritual life you're struggling in, you need to give it to God and allow him to take that baggage and help you move forward. It's time to pull out the sling of faith. I do like that one, talking about David Goliath. It's time to pull out the sling of faith and allow God to take down that giant in your life that is causing you issues. And I'm telling you something, when you do it, you are going to be incredibly excited because you are following what Almighty God has for you. And let's close in prayer. Dear Lord, I love you. I thank you for loving me. I thank you for forgiving me and forgiving all those who call upon you and forgiving those. Thank you for forgiving David. Thank you for forgiving those in the Bible that, that messed up but yet turned and followed you. And those that were not obedient but yet they turned it around. 
Lord, if there's some listening today that haven't been obedient, that today they would turn it around. They would give it to you. Lord, I leave them in your hands, and I leave this day in your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.